Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you ride with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show I've been active in this since 1958. That's 62 years. I am the angriest I have been in that entire six decades. You have a group of corrupt people who have absolute contempt for the American people, who believe that we are so spineless, so cowardly, so unwilling to stand up for ourselves, that they can steal the presidency and we'll wring our hands bring in a few lawyers, and do nothing. My hope is that President Trump will lead the millions of Americans who understand exactly what's going on. The Philadelphia machine is corrupt. The, the Atlanta machine is corrupt. The machine in Detroit is corrupt. And they're trying to steal the presidency, and we should not allow them to do that. First of all, under federal law, we should lock up the people who are breaking the law. You stop somebody from being an observer, you just broke federal law. You hide and put up paper so nobody can see what you're doing, you just broke federal law. You bring in ballots that aren't real, you just broke federal law. I am sick and tired of corrupt left-wing Democrats who believe that we are too timid and too easy to intimidate and therefore let us go out and steal it. That, that's exactly, I mean, no one should have any doubt. You are watching an effort to steal the presidency of the United States, and this is not about Donald Trump. This is about the American people. Do the American people have the right in an honest election with honest, legitimate ballots to pick their leader, or are we now just sheep to be dominated by the high-tech businesses, the news media, and the various political machines, and are we supposed to surrender? So I think this is one of the great, this is a crisis in the American system, comparable to Washington on Christmas Eve, or comparable to Lincoln at Gettysburg. This is a genuine, deep crisis of our survival. No lies detected. Newt Gingrich with the based action. I feel however you want to feel about Newt Gingrich. I'm not a huge fan, but everything he said there was true. Every single thing he listed there was true. Are we to be dominated by a technocracy along with a political machine along with the news media? That's the question. Are we to be dominated by those organizations? Obviously, my answer is no. We're not to be dominated by those organizations. No matter how much power they think they have, we have more. We outnumber them by, I don't know, 5,000 to 1? <laughs> If we if we actually can in unison rise up, they stand no chance. Newt had more to say. It's already happened. Yeah, the votes already have been counted, and they didn't have observers that they were kept away. You take them back. You, take you what say back? flatly, any precinct, any precinct that we were not able to observe, strip those votes out. Do not count them because they're by definition corrupt. And that right there is what's going to happen. That's my prognostication. That's my belief. I think that. In court, they are going to fight to have any vote that was processed in a nefarious manner 
whether they be legitimate or not. And I'm sure some of them are legitimate. But when you have a political machine like we saw in Philadelphia, Michigan, and Wisconsin primarily, uh, Arizona and Nevada questionably, Nevada much more questionably. But when you have a political machine that is willing to kick out poll watchers, basically, you know, partisan poll watchers, by the way. So if you're willing to kick out the people that are supposed to verify the, the legitimacy of the vote count, any vote processed during that time frame is in doubt. And we don't have a system where you can have every single vote just be checked and tallied against people who say that they voted a certain direction. So any vote that was counted in the middle of the night when Biden made up huge ground. Let's everyone remember that night one, Trump was winning in all of these states. And by the morning, he was trailing in most of them and it was too close to call for the others. Now, there was a lot of leading kind of propaganda to get you ready for that saying that, oh, well, it's going to look like Trump won on opening night because all the mail-in voters are going to be for Biden. But if you actually look at the vote tallies, he did not dominate in the way that they had predicted when it comes to mail-ins because in many of these states, obviously broadly he did, but in many of these states where Trump was winning, oftentimes the, the split for mail-in votes was not as bad as expected. So for him to have made up hundreds of thousands of votes in the dead of night after they had said that, particularly in Philadelphia, they had said that they were going to stop counting and they were going to go home and then they kicked out all the poll watchers and they kept counting and then they received a few hundred thousand votes for one candidate and not the other, none for the other in some instances. I'm sorry, folks, but call me a conspiracy theorist if you must. This is a robbery. It is. I don't really care who wins this election, but if you believe in democracy, which I don't, but if you do, you should be willing to acknowledge the fact that what's occurring is a coup. How else would I put it? It's a coup. They are taking power by force. They are taking an election by fraud. Hundreds of thousands of votes for a single candidate in the middle of the night, and we're supposed to accept that outcome as valid, as legitimate, as our new ruler? I don't think so. And while many Democrats are out celebrating the streets tonight as if COVID has been cured, the right wing is gearing up. And I'm concerned. I'm very concerned because I know that while I have no interest in violence, many of these people believing that their enfranchisement has been removed from them against their will are not going to take it lying down. Obviously, many will. Many on the right are already posturing for their political survival under the reign of Kapmala. But people like Newt and Matt Gates and a few others have been on the front line saying, we're going to fight this in court. And I think they will. Now, it boils down to, does that fight demonstrate adequately that there was enough voter fraud for Trump to have won? I think it probably will, but they have to get through an entire political apparatus that has already declared Joe Biden the victor. You have to go against all the joy and celebration that's happening now. And what does that tell me? It tells me that regardless of the outcome of the fights in court, 
They wanted to lay the groundwork that either way, the outcome will be horrific. Because if you think that the leftists were deranged and crazy prior to this election, imagine post-street celebration bonfire party, how they're going to react if they find out that Orange Hitler is back in power. That's when you see true revolutions. You see true violence. And I hope I'm wrong, honestly. In some ways, I actually hope that Trump concedes. I'm so concerned about what the left might do if he has demonstrated definitively to have won the election due to fraud. I'm saying Trump won the election. If they find that out after having these, these celebrations in the streets, God help us all. I honestly don't know what the better outcome is because the alternative is that you have 70 fucking million Republican voters who feel like their vote was stolen from them. And you have those people who are armed to the teeth and ready to fight and die for their freedom. I don't know what the better outcome is, guys. I want this vote to be valid. I want it to be legitimate. No matter what the outcome is, I don't care. I don't want to have an uprising that results in the death of millions. And I think that the groundwork has been laid that no matter the outcome from this point forward, that is where we're headed. And I'm horrified. In just the last hour in Nevada, an election worker whose job was to process mail-in ballots says he witnessed irregularities in counting those ballots and was told by a supervisor whom he names to put through ballots he believed needed signature verification without that verification first being done. He says he was also told to ignore discrepancies with addresses. That worker has sworn out an affidavit which has been sent to the Department of Justice here in Washington. A Trump campaign attorney says of that, quote, the affidavit makes clear that we're not dealing with oversights or sloppiness. This was intentional criminal conduct. And it didn't just happen in Nevada. In both Michigan and Wisconsin, several vote dumps occurred at approximately 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning, which is the day after the election, showed that Joe Biden received almost 100 percent of those votes. Trump was leading by hundreds of thousands of votes in both states as America went to sleep, and turnout in the state of Wisconsin seems to be particularly impossible. With absentee ballots, former Vice President Joe Biden was also up 60 points in PA and almost 40 points in Michigan. Now that's according to the New York Times, and that's absentee mail-in ballots. So you might say, well, we, you know, Democrats are afraid. They, they mail in more. Well, in Ohio, it was only 15%. In Arizona, it was 6%. Georgia, 5%. Minnesota, 5%. So if you're going to tell me that 60% of the absentee ballots in Pennsylvania went to one candidate, Biden. All of these went to Biden, by the way. So yes, the mail-in ballots did benefit the Democrat candidate because his voter base was scared and in their houses. But in Arizona, Georgia, Minnesota, it's all negligible. It's a 5% difference. But in Pennsylvania, it's 60. Come on. Think here. That's according to the New York Times. This is not some hack bullshit. Now, it goes on to say that election officials in uh, Michigan and Wisconsin could not explain Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden's sudden, sudden and dramatic vote tally increase that occurred in both states Wednesday morning. When asked, uh, Michigan Department of State spokesperson Anita Kiersnowski told reporters, quote, we cannot speculate as to why the results lean one way or another, end quote. Well, that helps clean things up. Uh, so you might say, well, what other evidence do we have to demonstrate that this is unusual to the point of being obvious fraud? 
According to NBC News, on election day before the polls opened in Michigan, uh, Republicans led 41 to 39 percent in mail-in ballot requests. So that means that more Republicans were requesting mail-in ballots. Republicans also led 42 to 39 with mail-in and in-person ballots returned. In Wisconsin, on election day before the polls opened, Republicans led mail-in ballots requested 43 to 35 percent and mail-in and early in-person ballots returned 43 to 35 percent. Almost all of the ballots found, while most in the country were sleeping after the officials stated they would stop counting were for Joe Biden in particular. A little odd. And I know Orange Man is a particular evil, but let, let us remember that Barack Obama in 2008, who was our Lord and Savior, only received 69.5 million votes to beat John McCain, whereas so far, without all the votes even being counted, Joe Biden, who no one gives a shit about, got 75 million votes, the most ever in history for any candidate. Okay, Trump is evil. Maybe that's all there is to it. But when you add that on top of everything else that I've discussed so far, amongst more things that I'm about to discuss, it starts to be a little bit questionable. Like, do you honestly think 75 million people turned out for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris during the Black Lives Matter movement, where black people, for the most part, you know, chose Trump? I mean, not majority, but in terms of percentage gain, Donald Trump got more votes from minority communities than any Republican since 1960. So you have to believe that white men in particular were the ones that chose Joe Biden over Donald Trump. Forgive me, I don't believe that. I don't. Given all of the anti-white rhetoric that was coming from the left side, I find it extraordinarily hard to believe that white men in this environment turned out and tilted the scales in the favor of the party who has demonized them for the past four years. I find that extraordinarily hard to believe. Sorry. What do you make of, uh, of what we're seeing in Philadelphia? If the question is, um, are the Democrats stealing votes in Philadelphia? My answer is, is the Pope Catholic? It's a time-honored tradition in big Democrat-controlled cities like Chicago, my hometown, Philadelphia, to do precisely what they're doing now. I've never seen it on such a magnitude. Um, because this, I think, is an indication of just how widespread it is, how deep it is. And I don't think it's just confined to Philadelphia. My instincts, yeah. again, coming out of Chicago Democratic politics, my instincts tell me it's going on in Atlanta, it's going on in Detroit, it's going on in Milwaukee, it's going on in Las Vegas. It's like uh, what Justice Powell said about pornography. You can't defy it, define it, but you know it when you see it. And coming out of the Democratic uh, Chicago political establishment, I know how they operate. They control polling places. They stop votes when their candidates behind. And then in the wee hours of the morning, in the dark of night, Jeez. the stealing starts. And we've seen that in big numbers, un unprecedented numbers in this election in Michigan and in Philadelphia. It, it, it's outrageous. And the fact that they're doing it with the impunity they're doing it with is because the media is simply looking the other way because they have uh, they're a corrupt mainstream media that's not interested in, in protecting our Constitution or the rule of law. They just want to beat Donald Trump at all costs. And they're not just stealing from Donald Trump. It's worse than that. They're stealing from us, the American people. I mean, and not to hit a nerve, but I mean, you went to jail for this kind of stuff. I mean, is it really no. that common? I mean, you, you said it's, it's, it's all over the place? In Democrat big cities where they control the political apparatus and they control the apparatus that counts the votes and they control the polling places and the ones who count those votes, it's widespread and it's deep. And as I said, it's a time-honored tradition. It's the kind of thing where everybody knows it happens. Now, I did not go to prison for that. I took on that corrupt Democrat machine and they brought me to ruin. They, they destroy you when you take on a system you, when you won't play ball uh, and when you take them on. 
And what they did to me at a local level, at the AAA level, to a Democratic governor, I see what they're doing to a Republican president at the major league level. They hijacked a the governor. They're now stealing a presidency. And this is incredibly dangerous to our democracy and our freedoms. And the American people should not stand for this. This is a critical moment in our history. And the question is going to be, do you take this lion down and just accept yeah. it and allow a corrupt political establishment to dictate to the people who their leaders should be? Or do the people rise up and peacefully protest, organize and get active and back the president? Because his cause is much larger than him. This cause is, goes beyond Donald Trump. This cause goes to we the people and our right to choose our own leaders in fair elections and free elections. That was the Honorable Rod Blagojevich, former governor of uh, Illinois. He was put in jail for this type of shit, allegedly. And in fairness, he was uh, released by Trump. So take it with a grain of salt as to what he has to say. But I think that when he discusses the amount of corruption that is pervasive in particularly large Democrat cities, I think he's telling the truth. And I think that you'd be foolish to believe otherwise. And when we look at where those ballot dumps happen in the middle of the night, they were largely, well, not largely, entirely Democrat strongholds. I think that's a little bit less than coincidental. And if you have no one watching the polls as those counts are occurring, I don't know how you can possibly trust the validity of them. There are a multitude of other anomalies that I'm not going to go into further detail because they require too much information, too many graphs, too many charts, too many numbers. But I'll just tell you broadly that we had record-setting uh, voter turnout in all of these areas where the most questionable results occurred. I mean, we had record-setting turnout across the planet, obviously, or across the United States, given the total uh, vote count. But in these particular areas, you had over 100% turnout versus expected voters. And in some of them, like 140, 150% turnout, which is, you know, a historical anomaly that should at least lift an eyebrow. On top of that, we now have evidence that there was thousands and thousands of dead people that voted in this election. Well, that's a little odd. And then on top of that, we have a record-setting turnout of 90-year-olds. So in Wisconsin in particular, there was a five-standard deviation change in the average voter turnout for 90-year-olds over prior elections. That is impossible. So when you add all of this up, I think you come away with one conclusion. If you're paying attention at all, I think you have to conclude that there has been shenanigans in this election. Now, that's not to say that Biden couldn't have won it legitimately. Maybe he could have. But there is enough here to throw the validity in doubt. And I don't know how you recover from that and keep people from getting violent as a result. And that, in its own right, may have been the intention. On top of all this, we have a voter software that is called Dominion, which is creepy in its own right, that was utilized in every single swing state. But it was only used in like 28 of the states. So the fact that it just coincidentally happened to happen in, or happened to be used in all of the states where these questionable results have occurred should again lift an eyebrow. We have multiple examples of thousands and thousands of votes being miscounted demonstrably by this software. So... At the very minimum, we have to get to the bottom of why that occurred. Allegedly, there was a software update that occurred the day of the election, right in the period where the big vote dumps came in for Joe Biden. Now, that doesn't mean for sure that they were just uploading incorrect information, but it's enough that you have to get to the bottom of it if you want to demonstrate that this election was valid. 
And if you don't care about that, that's also fine. If you're just orange man bad, I want him out. Okay, feel that way. But you should realize that by not demonstrating definitively that this election is legitimate, you are leaving 70 million people disenfranchised or at least perceived to be. And those people will be your mortal enemies and potentially your captors. So this applies to everybody, no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, that you should be concerned with the validity of this. Now, if you're a collapsitarian or you don't believe in democracy, if you're more aligned with my perspective, you could see this as a positive. But ultimately, I'm not really interested in a violent civil war. I would prefer to have a peaceful resolution to all of this. And this appears to lay the groundwork where that becomes an impossibility. And that's my concern. If we have 70 million people all being red-pilled in unison, as it appears is occurring right now, in one way, that's a positive if they start to believe that the governmental system is worthless and that they have to find ways to be free in their own way without government assistance in any fashion. That's a positive. Unfortunately, oftentimes, people's response to that is to become additionally or just increasingly fascist in their own right, where just as the Democrats felt disenfranchised under a Trump presidency because he wasn't doing what they wanted, they became more and more radicalized and they became more and more violent and impatient and forcefully asking <laughs> for a, an improvement in their vantage point on life. And you're going to have people on the right who are former military, cops, people that are armed, trained, ready to go, believing that their vote no longer matters. So if you're on the left and you're just saying, ha deal with it. I'm drinking your tears after you drank my tears for the past four years. I get the inherent desire to want to shove it in someone's face. I challenge you to be a better person than that. I challenge you to stand with them and call for a valid count of these votes before anyone is declared the winner. Because if you don't, the dividing line between this country has never been more stark as it is. Leading in this, into this election, it had never been more clear how precarious our position was. And if you allow these people to believe that they have been robbed and that you're gleeful about it, or at the very least don't care, they will be your enemy until the day they die. And then more importantly, until the day you do. And it may come sooner than you wish if you don't stand with these people. So take it seriously. Take the doubts, take the questions about these vote anomalies, if you want to be very kind, seriously. Because it matters. It matters if you care about a functioning democracy that these people believe we exist in a functioning democracy. Because if they don't, the only recourse they have is violence. You know it, I know it. And they are good at it. And you aren't. So the way I see it, it basically boils down to, do the Republicans want this fight? I don't think that the big boys within the Republican Party actually want Trump to have another term. I think that they believe incorrectly that they can get away from Trumpism and that they can get back to business as usual where they enrich them and their families. I think they're wrong. I think that Trumpism is part of the voter base and it isn't going anywhere. And any leader that comes out of the Republican Party from here on out is going to have its own flavor of Trump within it, if it's not Trump himself in 2024. So 
Whether or not they will take this fight as far as they can, I don't know. But if they don't, it'll be because the Republicans have decided to play ball and get Trump out so that they can try and get back to business as usual. Now, that doesn't mean Trump will go quietly. He might not. He might want to get to the bottom of this so desperately that he pushes it to the end. And I I think the only thing that gets him to retreat is threats upon his life, potentially, from deep state operatives that tell him, hey, man, yeah, we robbed you and it doesn't matter. And you need to go away peacefully and quietly if you want peace for your family and if you want this you know, country to stay intact. And I know this sounds bonkers to, to even think that's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. I think it happened uh, in the 90s with uh, Ross Perot. And you know, he, he allegedly was, uh, had, his, had his kids threatened. And I think that there's real danger in going down this path of demonstrating that our entire political system is a sham. And they will do anything in their power to prevent that from happening, obviously. Their entire power structure, the entire reason that they continue to do what they do without repercussion is because we believe it's legitimate whether it is or it isn't. And they can't allow us to know that it's not. And, you know, just like in 2000, uh, Gore got beat by Bush, I think... There was shenanigans with that vote as well, just to show that I'm not being partisan here. I think that Bush was a member of the military-industrial complex cadre that wanted war, and they knew that he would do his dad's bidding and the CIA's bidding, and that's all that took. And it didn't take a, a huge shift in the Florida votes for him to get power. And then once he was in there, you're all good. 9-11 happens, boom, 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 bunch of wars, and... He got a second term even. So I think that ultimately the the deep state has chosen their candidate. And you're wrong if you think for a second that their candidate was Joe Biden, just to be clear. Because Kamala Harris, if you recall, was shoved down our throats during the primaries for the Democratic candidacy. And she sucked. She was awful. She got destroyed by Tulsi Gabbard. And... She, I don't even think she made it to Iowa. She was like awful. She wasn't polling high enough. They got her out of there as soon as possible. And then she gets snuck in the back pocket of a guy with brain damage and dementia. Oh, coincidental? I don't think so. No one likes her. She's a cop, for God's sakes. And in the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, I don't think that black people are dumb enough to believe that just because she's black, not even all black, like I think she's like a quarter black, and then Indian. Uh, but anyways, I don't think that the black people are dumb enough to buy that like, oh, Kamala Harris is our savior If when she's responsible for putting many of them in prison. I think that they are aware that she is not their ally. But I think the deep, the deep state knows exactly who Kamala Harris is. And that's an opportunist who is willing to do whatever necessary to gain more power for herself. And if that entails bombing Iran, for instance, she's on board. And I don't think, I'd say there's like a 30% chance that Biden even makes it through his first term. So from my vantage point, I think it's it's basically Kamala Harris and the deep state who won the presidency today. And if that sits well with you, God bless. I, I don't know. I don't know anybody in my life that feels real great about that. 
and I'm sure you have a different perspective where you're thinking, oh, she's much better than I'm saying. I, I challenge you to look into her record. I challenge you to look into how she did in the primaries. I challenge you to actually evaluate any of your beliefs and see if you still come away with the same conclusion that she is actually uh, worthy of your hope and belief. I think you will be sadly proven wrong. And I hope I'm wrong. You know, I hope that ultimately this isn't as bad as it could be. Uh, but if you look at what occurred to us over the past eight months with lockdowns and the World Economic Forum's uh, guidelines for uh, Building Back Better, which is a brand that you'll see all over the globe right now. It's happening in Australia, Europe, Africa, uh, yeah, UK, United States. Joe Biden's been saying it a, a bunch. Build Back Better is all part of the World Economic Forum's thesis on the Great Reset. And the Great Reset is uh, basically the, the Green New Deal globally, but it's also, in my view, cover for what they know will be a global debt default. And when that occurs, I believe that they intend to implement all of these policies using a new fiat currency. I don't know what it'll be yet. I don't know if it's going to be uh, a U.S. currency at all. I don't know if they're going to have a global reserve currency that's digital in nature. But I believe strongly that in the next five years, we will have digital currencies for almost every country on earth. Well, not, I shouldn't say every country on earth, but any of the, the major ones are going to switch to digital currency because they want to be able to uh, direct monetary policy more directly. And they want to be able to, when they need stimulus, they can just put some digits in your bank account, slave. And when they want to put it into uh, their political allies' pockets, even easier. And I think that that's, that's really where this is headed. And I think that Kamala Harris is uh, opportunist enough and empty enough and evil enough that she will do whatever they ask of her because she wants power and she doesn't care about you. That's the truth. Kamala doesn't care about you. Kamala put parents in prison because their kids were truant. Black parents. She's not a good person. In fact, she might be the worst. And... Joe Biden ain't long for this earth. So get ready for the reign of Kapmala. <laughs> I wish I could do an impression of her laugh, but it's so evil I don't think anyone can do it because you have to have no soul. It was very famously said by Joseph Stalin that it's not the people who vote that count, it's the people who count the votes. And in this instance, I think he's been proven correct, sadly. I think that the people that counted the votes have gifted this election to an operative for the deep state. That's my belief. I know it sounds crazy. I never thought I would feel this way, but I do. So I'm going to tell you the truth, no matter how crazy it makes me sound. And I hope that instead of discarding this as the ramblings of a nutter, I hope that you look into it a little bit. I hope that you look into the World Economic Forum and what they intend for us. Because these people have very grand plans and after eight months of being locked in my house and having the economy shut down, something I never thought in my entire life was a possibility. Many things that I thought were very crazy and very fringe are now fully on the table. And I hope that you will think to yourself, wow, over the past, I don't know, all of human history, we never locked everyone down and shut down the economy because of a virus, particularly a virus with an over 99% survival rate. That should lead you to the conclusion that there is something truly nefarious afoot. And yes, I know it sounds crazy. And yes, I know it's easier to just say, oh, the government freaked out and they overstepped and 
This is not some grand conspiracy. Well, when you when you actually look into it and you actually read what these people believe in terms of completely sculpting the entire global economy, you, you can only come away with one conclusion. These people are delusional and psychotic, and they believe that they own you, and that they, they believe that they're godlike in their capacity to, to change and modify human behavior, so much so that they can tell you to stay in your fucking house for eight months. So take them seriously. Consider for a second that these people mean what they say when they write it down. I think they mean it, and I think they mean business, and I think this presidency is all part of their plan. And I think that they are going to see this thing to whatever its end state is. And if I had to guess, I think that Trump will fight this. I think that there's a 20% chance that this, this vote actually gets overturned in court. But it's not a victory even if that happens. First and foremost, because I don't like Trump. But secondarily, because once it happens, that, that just shifts where the violence arises from. And these people will make uh, hay out of whatever violence we see, whether it's left or right based. The the direction of this country and the, the governmental system in this country, as far as I'm concerned, is doomed to be what it will be. And it's going to be ugly. So look out for you. Look out for your family. Save. Get out of fiat currency. Get into investable assets. I'm going to do an entire episode on... Uh, basically my updated guidance for investing practices given you know whoever the ultimate winner is declared to be until I know that I really can't give you that guidance so I'm going to leave it at that but as I've said regardless of who wins ultimately and I'm still I still think that there's a decent chance that it's Trump the debt collapse is coming and the people who believe that they can control the global economy and reshape it in their image they aren't going anywhere and they're extraordinarily powerful people in very high places that you can't get to, and they get to dictate your life. So plan accordingly. No matter the outcome of, of this election, you need to extricate yourself from this system and work to be independent of it so that it doesn't you know, trample you underfoot. And I can't leave you on such a dour note, so I'm going to hit you with some fun fun. A guy in New York got to tell Bill de Blasio the worst mayor on earth, exactly how he felt about him. And I feel like this is cathartic for all of us who have been so furious with our governors, mayors, whatever, over the past eight months. Enjoy. Not fucking good, you fucking rat scumbag, fucking fag. You're in the wrong fucking city, you fucking scumbag. Oh, take your fucking mask off, you fucking scumbag. Fuck you. Fuck all you motherfuckers. De Blasio, you're a fucking, fucking cunt rag. You fucking rat. Fuck out of here. That guy for president. My goodness. 2024. I will do the groundwork to get him into office. I love New Yorkers. Unfortunately, I'm sure he's just going to vote for some other tyrant uh, because New Yorkers apparently are incapable of voting any other way. But God bless him for standing up for us, the little guy. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, leave a five-star review on iTunes with your handle, and I will shut you out on next week's show. You guys rock. See you soon.